Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The season of Epiphany takes on the character of revealing. That's what Epiphany means, to manifest. Typically, we consider this in terms you'll see throughout the whole season, a little bit longer this year, because Lent doesn't come to the first Wednesday in March, if you didn't know already. But during this time, it's about the miracles and word worked by Jesus. And on this first Sunday, we start out like every year, if you haven't figured it out, the first Sunday is always Jesus, who is to be baptized by John. There was no greater event for his ministry next to his death and resurrection than Jesus being baptized. Nothing greater. Like installing a person into an office, as we have today, for at least one year, maybe three terms. This is a little different. You see, baptism was Jesus' installation declared with heavenly glory. He took on the role of being the Christ, or in Greek, if you remember from confirmation, it means the anointed one. This anointing by his baptism also had three gifts bigger than what the wise men brought him. Matter of fact, these gifts were actually three miracles. You saw, you heard them today. Heaven opened, the Holy Spirit descended in visible form, and the Father spoke his approval. The baptism of Jesus in and of itself should lead us to honor baptism, to uphold that glory God gave to water by his word. Now, everybody knows the world has more water than land. And for this purpose, I'm sure you maybe as parents, but we know parents today for sure, want to make sure that their children learn swimming lessons. Maybe you remember taking in them yourselves. For me personally, growing up in Traverse City, water is everywhere. You're just going to learn to do it. But here's the thing. It means that being so popular, swimming lessons like at the YMCA or whatever, many times makes us pass over the fact that there are still some who never learned to swim. I know some. Maybe you do. It means this, though, that they fear water. And a good portion of life is out of the picture. Maybe they don't fly planes over water, right? They certainly can't enjoy the water, and they can't rescue someone from water. And so as with swimming, we Lutherans maybe take for granted and make the assumption that everyone just jumps in and gets baptized. Even Christians we meet in life. This isn't the case. And even parents leave out that gift for their children, make it not even known until many years later in life. And so where faith can wane and shift in our lives, and certainly faith we need, but it's not very stable, okay? Baptism remains a good foundation laid by God's grace. We see Jesus in the water, and God 
has kept his word. The reality of our baptism is we go with Christ, for our life is in him. Now, life was close to water. God, you know this from the book of Genesis, the story of creation, but it doesn't open up with fear over water. It's about getting wet, though. The earth was without form and void, and the darkness was over the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the faces, face of the waters. Now, don't analyze this like a scientist. This isn't the goal. It's more about God's relationship of intimacy to his creation, even before it came into shape. And since the proximity of the Holy Spirit was not far off over the waters, it was natural then to see God would speak his word that would put it all in order at creation. And so when Adam and Eve, as you know, denied God's created order and God as the creator, a flood of sin and death dried up creation and that closeness to God. And of course, the Lord tried to use water to restore a sinful world. We know the stories. You learned them in Bible study in Sunday school. Maybe you've taught them. God wanted to restore the sinful world. He did it by water. Noah and his family survived a huge judgment, a massive flood. But God shared the outcome of how it didn't really change anything. He writes in Genesis chapter 8, the intention of man's heart is evil from his youth. Again, the revelation of God's grace shined on his chosen people, Israel, and he did it by water as they passed through the Red Sea out of Egypt. And after wandering the wilderness, God dwelt in his Ark of the Covenant. Remember that giant box and all that kind of stuff we can remember from Indiana Jones? But that box was God's presence. And it allowed them to pass waters of the Jordan River to enter into the promised land. Those miraculous events by water still did not create a faithful people. We know how it went. It dried up the land, leaving Israel to be swept away into exile. And yet the Lord behind his watery ways promised a return. He truly was close. You heard today from Isaiah. Isaiah was a good 700 years away from any kind of exile or being swept away, but he revealed God's closeness. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And so, at the time of John, life by water arose with good news from John. Baptism is what he brought to repent by submitting to a washing for the forgiveness of sins. And it set life in accord with God's law. Such activity led many, and this is what we hear today, to wonder if John was the Christ. But hopes were still swimming in the old ways God used water. John was the last prophet, and his baptizing proclaimed good news of the gospel, 
arising to give a greater service. He who is mightier than I is coming, the strap of whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Since God always used water, it only makes sense how Jesus naturally came to begin his public ministry as the Christ by baptism. And so life has come out of water for all to go with Jesus. That is what the baptismal font says in a church. Go with Jesus. Heaven opens to no other name among men that God has given for our salvation. The baptizing of the people, if you notice, came also with Jesus being baptized and praying. And really, frankly, it was like he was in line. It didn't, it wasn't, there's no one who knew that this was going to happen. Even John would be surprised, wouldn't he? Nothing looked different about Jesus' baptism. But the fact was God's Son, as true man, stood in our place to join sinful humanity to himself. Someone was standing out. Everyone, of course, though, likes to throw out names for their generation. But they remain for a time. And just as John, a great prophet, was to be found locked up by Herod, St. Paul knew that worship of men's names was no different for the church telling the Corinthians. What I mean is that each one of you says, I follow Paul, I follow Apollos, I follow Cephas, or I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized into the name of Paul? Jesus has kept heaven open for a fallen humanity, mediating eternal life to the unworthy to make them worthy by his name. No other name under heaven. And so with the Holy Spirit descending, God is recreating the world in Christ to go with him. You go with the name, you're going to go with him. As the Spirit of God hovered over the water of creation, he is close to the water of Jesus' baptism. A new creation to be God's gift for a fallen creation. You see, Christ's Spirit, as John predicted, we know he was conceived by the Holy Spirit. That's what Christmas was about. But his baptism, Jesus, by that baptism, set the course of fire. Because you didn't see anything in that water of fire, did you? The spirit by water, but here's what you know. The cross would consume Christ with a baptism of judgment. God, out of the death and resurrection of Jesus, has given a greater miracle than the first creation. This is why it's so hard to relate to, because it's nothing like in this creation that you could ever experience, and it all rests on Jesus' baptism and what he's put upon your life in baptism. Close to water is the Spirit, which means baptism has made you alive in Christ by the Word, and so you can call upon the Father. The best, of course, is saved for last. 
Since the Heavenly Father speaks, so we're firm flesh. Because the Son, as true God, comes out of the water with love necessary for, the sinful, for a sinful world. This is what Jesus did in his baptism. He swapped everything and turned on love to unleash it on those who not him. What the Father says, what you hear today, nothing new. Understand that? You said it in the intro. It's from Psalm 2. It's to understand that it is to a fulfillment of Scripture. The Lord speaks, the Father speaks Scripture to Christ. And how this psalm ends, who call on God and who are to go. Because it says at the very last verse of this psalm, blessed are all who take refuge in him. And so by word and the word to die and rise with Christ, so the Father's voice is over your life, well pleased with you. And that's why it's so good for children, as it is for adults. That's why it's so good for adults who have not been baptized as children. It is God being well pleased with you. Nothing you've done. Always a gift to go your days with God by grace in his son. You're not swept away like the chaff. You can feel like that today as Christians in a creation that even turns against God and his Christ and the church. But you are wheat gathered by Jesus, a family that returns to our baptism. So that's a repentant call all our days. It's to hear forgiveness and call upon our Father. You don't need to fear the water, the water of baptism. If you don't know how to swim, you might need to get some lessons and learn what that might mean for enjoyment of life at the present time. But baptism is a gift that gives us the strength and to know that it's not about swimming in this life. Just keep your head above water. Just get through another year. Is that what it's about? Hear again what St. Paul says. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? You've been so worried about death your whole life. And you've already died. So live. The reality of our baptism is to go with Christ. For our life, your only life, is in him. Amen. The blessing of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be upon us. And remain with us all our days. To life everlasting. Amen.